This episode is brought to you by Omax Cryo Freeze and ExpressVPN. More on that later. Let's get into the do. You're listening to The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. Welcome back to The Honeydew, y'all. We're over here at Studio Jeans doing it at your mom's house. I'm Ryan Sickler. Website is ryansickler.com. Info for, first of all, we're going to be doing a Zoom episode today. I'm taking my Zoom virginity uh, as being a host on one. I've been a guest on one. We have a great guest for you today. I'm excited to introduce you to here momentarily. But uh, please go over to the website, subscribe for my uh, email newsletter. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, if you don't know, we've got two weeks left here at, at YMH Studios, and then I'll be bringing the, the Honeydew to you from my own Honeydew studio. So please go over to my YouTube, subscribe, youtube.com slash rsickler. Uh, you'll be able to subscribe at the end of this episode with the links in the end page. There'll also be a link in the written description as well. Um, so please make sure you're subscribed there. If you want to keep seeing the honeydew, uh, we're going to be doing it there. It's the only thing changing. And yes, I know iTunes is fucked up. Believe me, I have been on it, on it, on it. I finally got a human being on their end to pay some attention to me. So hopefully we're going to get that iTunes thing worked out. I know so many of you use that app and, um, a lot of you don't anymore because of that. So it's a known issue. It's not our fault. It's not anything we're doing wrong. We've done nothing different. They're just not uploading the subscribed episodes every week. And it's a real pain in the ass. It's happened to me as well. It's not just you guys out there. So um, also, thank you for supporting uh, Night Pants Nation. I love you all out there. Keep sending those pictures. I'll keep posting them. You guys are, I, I can't say thank you enough. I know you can hear it in my voice. You're literally supporting my family by selling fuck by buying night pants because we can't get out and fucking work and do stand up comedy anymore right now. Uh, we've just been extended what to August 1st here in LA, which is kind of aggressive. It's getting to me. It's getting to me. Um, but anyway, the website here, the honeydewpodcast.com, ryansickler.com. You go to there, you go to the store, get the merch. Uh, you can subscribe. All social media links are there again. Make sure you subscribe to that YouTube and the honeydew with y'all is the Patreon I'll be starting very soon. I'm going through all your stories now. I'm getting the emails. Don't worry. I'm vetting them, going through. And hopefully right around the beginning of June, we'll start that as well. I'd love to kick them off so you have two episodes every week. Um, so I'll be promoting that, and you'll see that when we get out there. Now, if you're new to the show, these are the stories behind the storytellers. We highlight the lowlights here. And today's returning guest, I'm very excited to bring back everybody. Kelsey Cook, y'all, everybody. Welcome hey. back, Kelsey Cook. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me back. Thank you for doing this with me for my first time on Zoom. And thank oh, you yeah, for baby. coming correct, girl. You got the copper eyeshadow <laughs> on, matching your shirt. I've already talked about it. Let me see those periwinkle nails. Fucking on point, girl. On fucking point. <laughs> and this is... You. Who's over your shoulder here? Mia, you said? My cat, Mia. She's uh, she's being, look at her just showing her ass. I know. What's straight? up, Like, Mia? what is this? Oh, that's five? my type of girl right there. <laughs> just turn it around. Waste no time really hoeing herself out. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you're like the only guy who compliments specific, like, eyeshadow, nail polish. Dudes don't do that. It's. I mean, I don't know how a guy could not compliment your eyeshadow. It is popping right now. It looks like the bottom <laughs> of the copper top battery. Look like two pennies. Yeah, it looks way better than two pennies. You look good. <laughs> I, I can you. tell you put time and effort into it. 
You're Plus, so sweet. I thank you, Kelsey. And I've been a guest on your uh, what's the what's your makeup show called again? So I used to do a web series called Stand Ups Doing Makeup. They're still all on YouTube. I think it's like twenty two episodes. But yeah, you Kreischer's on, on there. Bert's on. Norton's yeah. on there. Myself. Jim Norton. Who Mark else Norman. Norman. Jesse Mapeluso. Uh, so many great people. And yeah, you came on and um, like painted my face like the side of a tool shed. <laughs> And I'd never seen anybody use this technique. And I don't know if that you was still like have a, it, probably. It's, a te- no. it's my technique. That's mine. <laughs> Not before or since. I don't know if that was like a summer job you had in Baltimore was like. I painted, painting. I painted sheds for real. I did. <laughs> I swear to God, I did. <laughs> that makes so much sense because it was like whatever your muscle memory was, was like, well, I've never done a chick's makeup before, but this feels right to me. And I could just feel a brush flapping up and down on my face yeah. i was like oh this is gonna be a nightmare it might not have gone on well but goddamn, it looked good when i was done didn't it <laughs> you think <laughs> i think it like rival maybe... i think it rivals what you're doing here today <laughs> you were also so high that i think your eyes were just closed and like you couldn't see what you did and it was bad I don't know. I want to tell you during it, I was confident. And when I went back to even today, when I go back and look, I look at it and I go, yeah, that's a solid job right there for a guy (laughs) that's never put makeup on anybody before. (laughs) You went into the blush. I remember it was this like cranberry shade. And then you went to my cheek and you went splash. (laughs) (laughs) It's all should be a splash of blush. Splash a crayon, baby. You ever see those girls that just put way too much on the side? Like, you look like one of those dolls that's all, like, rosy-cheeked and shit. Oh, full yeah. JonBenet Ramsey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Well, um, before we begin, please plug, promote anything you would like. Um, yeah. Put it all out there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy. My website is KelseyCook.com. It's where all of my, like, revised tour dates are because everything's been pushed back later in the year, obviously. Uh, my podcast is the self helpless podcast. I know that you had Taylor yes. on pretty recently, Taylor Tomlinson. So, um, it's my podcast with her and, uh, Delaney Fisher. And then my foosball web series, Risk of Fury, which you have also been on. And that's on YouTube. It's on the all things comedy, uh, network. And it's so much fun. I saw Drew was on it as well. Yes. We um, just had, he was the most recent episode was Dr. Drew. Who's been your toughest competition legit? Probably Nick Thune and Dean Del Rey. They were the two that had the most experience before they came in. I still beat them. But I was, was going to say, yeah. They gave me a little bit of a run, a little bit. But yeah, Dr. Drew was great because I got to get a little like revenge on him because he brought me on his show and made me watch all of the horrific videos that Tom <laughs> pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> and so they... When I did Dr. Drew's show, they had me watch a video of a guy just swimming in a cesspool. Like, it was just, it was just like a sewer, and he was just swimming in it, and that's how that guy got off. Like, it was a turn-on for him for whatever reason. Um, And then they also made me watch a girl drink her own urine. And so Dr. Drew's punishment for losing was that I pulled up a video of a girl peeing in a cup and then a friend of hers drinking come on this girl's urine these two people are out there and i made him drink room temperature lemon lime gatorade as the girl (laughs) as she drank her friend's pee and it really did fuck him up like we weren't sure like (laughs) we're like what if this is so anticlimactic that it's just like he doesn't get affected by it but something it's 
like it does affect you psychologically to watch somebody drink pee and then you drink a substance that's very pee like at the same time. Man so up for Christ's sake. You made me eat imitation crab and dog <laughs> biscuits. And dog biscuits. And what happened when I ate those dog biscuits, Kelsey Cook? Tell the you world. Were Tell the fucking- world. You were a little terrier. Like, you loved them. Like, they were you good. Didn't care. It's not my you first just... dog biscuit. That was not my first milk bone. All right. I've been to high school and college. That was not my first milk bone. And I was surprised. I was like, God, these kind of taste like wheat thins. They weren't bad at all. I even went back for seconds. I went back for more of the dog bones than the imitation crab because that imitation crab is fucking garbage. The hot dog of the sea. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were a golden retriever. You loved those milk bones. And it was so weird because, like, everybody who came on the show before you that I made eat a milk bone, they were dry heaving. They, like, threw up immediately. And you're like, like a fucking Triscuit. It was was not that bad. It really wasn't that bad. (laughs) Like, you liked that way more than the imitation crowd, which was crazy to me. But, yeah, that was very fun. Well, So go watch Ryan's episode. Yeah, it is a fun episode. Um. I love it. Rista Fury is fantastic. Fantastic idea. I mean, there's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. And I watched your little um, cutesy, hot, dumb girl in Vegas. Was it Vegas you were doing that? Oh, yeah. And suckering the dudes in, just fucking crushing them, crushing their souls. Like, oh, look at this pretty hot girl over here. It's kind of dumb. Let's play foosball. And then you're kicking their ass. <laughs> oh, it was so fun to go hustle. Yeah, we did a whole episode dedicated to me like going undercover and hustling people in Vegas. Vegas is so great for that. Everybody already kind of wants to like make bets and you're are everybody's in kind of like their finest whore gear there. So I put on like giant fake eyelashes and this low cut top and just use the worst voice. Like everybody. Oh, you did. You had like, that high pitch. Never yeah. do that voice again. But I would go up and be like, hi, um, I have a web series where like I do things that I've never done before for the first time. Um, it's called pop my cherry. <laughs> and then like dudes were just like, what the fuck is this? And we got people to come play. And then I would like, I didn't actually take their money cause I felt bad, but we would get to that point. It was pretty fun. Well, walk me through what you're dealing with in quarantine right now. Like, how are you? We, we've got definitely a list of some things to talk about, but what, uh, what are you dealing with? How's it going for yeah. you? Um, I mean, so I've done a few of the virtual comedy shows. Have you done any of those yet? No, I stand up as hard. I, I, it's not right now. I refuse. If it becomes a way of life and it's an absolute necessity, it's the only way our art form is going to survive. I will probably have to suck it up and okay. adapt, but stand up is hard enough as it is. Right. I can't, I don't want to make something that's already difficult, even more difficult. Um, right. I talked to, um, Sarah Weinshank. She was telling me she had done one and, she said she had to wear headphones and there was a delay and everything else going on. I was like, that just sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, I've seen, so I, I've seen some experiences where it was like, okay, that would be really, really shitty. I have done three and actually loved all three of them. Okay. I got lucky that they were, one of them had over 800 people watching and people were unmuted. So you could hear people laughing. But like do you it, hear like if somebody's like, Craig, Craig, <laughs> like at the back of their house, do you hear that shit going on? Okay, so one of the shows, Pete Lee and I co-headlined, and I got lucky that during my set, nothing like that was happening, and then Pete got on, and about five minutes in, somebody was unmuted, and they just started playing Post Malone's song, Wow, that song that Bert did, like, his his strip dance to. Okay, so it's just playing, and, like, 
whoever was playing it obviously didn't know that it was playing or they were being a dick. I don't know. But in that situation, you're not in a comedy club where a bouncer can come kick that person right. out. You're just, Pete's like, okay, so whoever's playing Post Malone. Yeah, this is could, exactly what cool I'm talking if you about. Stopped. Oh, no. Or <laughs> dogs like, barking. Aren't you hearing people's pets barking in the background and shit? Yeah, I don't want any fucking part of that. 800 people watching sounds great, but are they are they on mute so you're seeing them laugh? No, you're hearing them laugh. You do hear them laugh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It did, I, I have had positive experiences so far, but it is so weird. Like, you have to be tethered, so you, you're really just stationary. You can't move around. And then the only place in my apartment that I could find to, like, have good lighting and be the right height is my fucking cat tree. And so I'm doing comedy... <laughs> With my laptop balanced on a cat tree, and like... So you did stand. You didn't sit. You still stood. I stood. Yeah. I stood. Um, and like halfway through my set, like Mia, my giant fat cat, just jumps on the tree to start scratching her claws on the scratching post. So I'm doing it, and then the whole computer does this, like I'm doing comedy in a fucking <laughs> tsunami. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I can't believe this is what my job has turned into right now. What's the so, longest set you did? 40 minutes. You did 40 fucking minutes like that? That's when Pete Lee and I co-headlined. You're yeah. a soldier, girl. You're <laughs> well, a soldier. Because the first couple were fun, I was like, well, it's given me an adrenaline rush that I'm not getting. And I was getting paid for it, which right now it's like to lose all of your I- work. I'm having to like, so I had gotten foot video offers before the pandemic that, started let's start let's start talking now girl here we go that's <laughs> what i'm talking about who who's 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 hitting you up for the foot offers just random dudes in, out there in, yeah in my dms and you're getting it how much how many would you say enough where no. you thought about it um it started with one guy who offered he sent a message that said two thousand dollars for foot bid and what, okay, so what, Jesus Christ, can I put my fucking feet together and send them <laughs> right. for you? I'll do it. I'll be your foot stunt double. Might, I'll split the guy. money with you. <laughs> so what do they want you to do, though? Just your feet? Well, in the conversation, I, I didn't, like, respond to this guy. I didn't, I don't know if there are specifications he would want, if this is some sort of, like, director's cut, if you need a lot of creativity, or if it's literally just, like, I can send you a 10 second clip of me wiggling my toes and you'll send me $2,000. But I felt even if he didn't want me to do something creepy with my feet, I just feel like it's a little bit like the, um, if you give a moose a muffin situation, if you give a mouse a cookie where it's like you do that with one guy and then they feel like they maybe have a special bond and it's like, then do they ask for more? Maybe I'm the one in the slippery slope where then I want to keep doing it and get more money. And then I'm fucking living in a gutter but, like, my feet are all over the internet. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I can't believe as a man with a daughter I'm going to say this, but if you throw that periwinkle polish on those toes, girl, you probably put yourself through through retirement. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like it. I really feel like it. Well, my that's the weird thing is, like, I don't have, I don't think I have, like, gross feet, but I don't have super nice feet. I'm on wiki feet. You know about wiki feet? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god do yourself a favor check out WikiFeet after we're done talking so it's any like if somebody's more public or whatever people will pull pictures on instagram that show your bare feet at all 
and put them, they will compile them into a profile on WikiFeet. So if you like fetishes. post a picture of yourself at the beach with a standard yeah. pic of the, uh, everyone takes their feet there, that they, someone just grabs that and makes a site of it? Someone grabs it and adds it to a your wiki feet profile, and then dudes with foot fetishes can they can like jerk off more efficiently? You know what I mean? It's like all in one. That's what jerking kind of like, off's all about efficiency. Efficiency, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, got to get in, got to get out. Mm-hmm. So they rate your feet, and I have like a three point three out of five. That's pretty which solid. They they've called okay feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh shit! I can't even right now. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like I'm like I'm like the Olive Garden of feet. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you're like, a, if like, we have to go there. If we have to, right. I just got to get this nut out real quick. Let's just look at Kelsey's feet. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll men are fucking. At, I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's nothing. I don't think. I don't think there are women out there paying to see men's feet. I don't absolutely think absolutely not. I don't, you guys are fucking savage. Yeah. Somebody wants to see your gnarly like. What are the what's the thing on the side when it comes out? The bunion. Bunion, yeah. No one yeah. wants to see your bunion and your yeah. hair and lint. You guys don't fuck like you don't get under your toenails, just like dark. Down First there. of all, I do. Oh. I get under my toenails. I get okay. in between my toes. I'll let my toenails grow a tad long before I cut exactly. them. I'm not gonna lie about that. Exactly. I could probably, if I was an eagle, I could probably catch some trout with my toenails every <laughs> now and then. You know what I mean? Like I cut them when I go when I'm in bed and they scratch me. I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time. exactly. I wrote a, I have a, a joke about that. That like cuddling with my husband, he made me bleed. He drew blood on my fucking ankle <laughs> because his foot yeah. just like did a sideways motion, and I was like, I'm. You shanked my Achilles heel. Like I'm, I need to go to the hospital. Me. I'm gonna yeah. bleed out. You guys are crazy with your toenails. But I know, I know a couple girls that are selling their panties right now and doing all that stuff. Really? Yeah. And some of them aren't even wearing them. You know what I mean? They're like oh, just, just yeah. They're up. just buying them from the store, putting them on for like you know, and walk around the block and then seriously sell them. Like we can't do that. I would sell the shit out of my underwear if there were women out there that wanted my underwear. I would sell my underwear, my feet. I would sell that stuff. Josh Potter's a great sex worker. One of the best sex workers here out of the YMH studio. Probably top. Probably top. Yeah, I mean, I... Who knows? If if I'm still not getting money from comedy in a few months... Listen, maybe it's going to be 2021 before it's happening in Los Angeles. On a regular basis. I've seen, like... I've seen Texas and stuff open to 35% capacity. That's going to do nothing to stop the spread of the virus. It's not. How yeah. do I know these four fucking people at this table have been quarantined together the whole time? You don't know right, that. And right. the poor waiter or waitress that walks through their sneezes or coughs or laughs. What about that part? It's not going to stop the spread by limiting. All it's doing is allowing people to make money. And I know people need to right. make money right now, but I don't know. We're, we're on lockdown now till august 1st and and then they may even go longer right and that schools are out already like i don't have babysitters nothing we're doing homeschooling all that bullshit so yeah i don't think you're gonna see comedy back to 100 percent in in la in california it may be in in other ones but uh right out here i don't know about that yeah i don't think the comedy store is gonna be sold out every room every night seven nights a week for a minute it's gonna be for a while yeah yeah well, I might, I might send a foot video then. Another yeah. guy sent a message saying, <laughs> "You said you... it so sincerely, like I did, I right." 
I got cats to feed. I mean, like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, another guy sent a message saying, like, could I, I'll pay you to kick me in the balls. Come on. And, yeah, and I'm like, that's, it just, it, it's such a rabbit hole of what people want to pay money for. I watched the videos of the Asian dudes. They wear like tidy whities They lay on the mm -hmm. ground and they get these girls to wear like stilettos and they stomp their ball bags. I mean, yes. stomp their ball bags. And these guys yes. are rolling over in pain and they lay there and want more of it. Like they're fucking making wine. It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. And they like, they come from it. Mm -hmm. I don't get I don't get how they aren't in the ER every night. If but. you I, I'm telling you, if you said, Ryan, I'm going to give you two million dollars right now. I'm going to kick your balls violently and you have to come from it. I wouldn't be able to. You, I don't know how you can do that. You can't do that. I would be focused on the pain and trauma that my ball bag is suffering, not yeah. trying to get this nut out for the two million. You know? Yeah. I'm just not yeah. that guy. If that's your thing, I'm not your guy, Kelsey. Well. I mean, you can kick cross them. you off my list. You then, can I guess. kick them. You <laughs> can like kick list them. of clientele. <laughs> if you have a list up. of kickers who don't finish, I'll be there. You know, <laughs> you're on the bench. I'm benching you. All right. Um, so we yeah. have some stories to talk about, and I like the humiliating okay. stories. I like the lighter side of things as well. So, um, okay. as we've known, if you haven't listened to any of Kelsey's past episodes on either here the Honeydew, uh, where you shit in a Sephora box. Or mm -hmm. the crab feast where you almost ruined your vagina, mm -hmm. uh, which you've also told on Comedy Central. This is not happening as well. Uh -huh. um, today you have a you've got some stories, but it starts with the bikini wax, and I just feel bad for, I just feel bad for that area, you know. <laughs> I know my pussy and asshole. It's just like a bad <laughs> the the holes. The holes. I just did a video. I just did a video where I was like. Has so many holes down there it's like a mini golf course yeah you know, where you just like i saw that that shit made me laugh so hard a mini golf course oh uh, it's just a bad i feel bad i do feel bad for my nethers but it is what it is um so yeah um my uh i talked about this a little bit on uh the self-helpless podcast that i just recently started doing sugaring do you know what sugaring is mm -mm. so it's basically it's like a form of wax where they basically take like a ball of sticky sugar and that's what they use to remove the hair um but before that i was doing these at home bikini wax kits it's like sally hansen or whatever and um a little while back i used them on my downstairs region and then i threw the used strips away and then i ran some errands and um when i came back from the grocery store i walked in and i heard this really loud like Whap, 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 whap. I was like, the fuck is that? And I turned the corner and one of our cats had gone through mm -mm. the garbage can and gotten my used uh, uh. bikini wax strips stuck to his paws like little homeless kitty shoes uh -huh. and was walking around trying to get them off by like, slamming his paw like hitting his paw on the pussy wood floor shoes. over and over yeah, pussy pussy shoes. <laughs> your pussy can cat I pussy that? shoes can I trademark pussy yeah. shoes for cats only though for cats only yeah. so he starts hitting his paws on the ground and I'm like trying to process what's happening I'm like oh my god oh my god I can't like fuck what do I do and before I can grab him to try and get them off he sits down and starts licking oh nah -uh. His paws. 
to oh. try to like get. You're about to get some whole new shitload of offers on this fucking podcast, girl. <laughs> you better get ready. You better put a filter on your DMs. Like, I'm not fucking letting your cat lick my pussy, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Someone's going to pay you good money. I was so horrified. That like, is that's, awful. Like, if I was a, if I had a kid, if I was a mom, I mean, child protective services. And I, <laughs> like, I would be in jail so fast if you came home and your kid had gone through and was doing that. Still so just the worst watching a cat do it but i like quickly grabbed him and had to get his paws in the sink and get them off but yeah like i uh had a moment in my life of having to watch my cat lick my like the say it yeah i wanted to hear how you said it i'm like i don't even want to say it but that's what happened and i you know what what are you gonna do other than talk about it on the podcast it's the only way you get through that sort of trauma that's how it's healthy talk about yeah. it and laugh about it yeah i um you do for, baby. i worked for uh e oh years ago and i was uh writing and producing and they sent me out to this uh wax place called pink cheeks in the valley and pink cheeks was got their notoriety in the beginning because they were the place that did the anal bleaching early on oh, with the porn stars because okay. uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. there's nothing better than seeing a white butthole you know when you're of in course there. yeah game changer you know mm-hmm. game changer like oh my gosh wow You've taken, what, two poops in your life? Okay. Um, which, by the way, I don't know why anybody would want to bleach their fucking butthole. Like, you don't even see it. I get it. It's, I get it if you're on camera, you think it's not attractive, right. but it's, it's fine. Buttholes are fine. You know? Yeah. That's, nobody needs to look like they have, like, a two-day-old no. butthole. Right, like, yeah. No, I don't care about how, like, I, I've never, like, looked at one and been like, God damn, that looks like a young butthole. How old are you? Your butthole looks a lot younger than your age. You know what I mean? I've never said that to a lady. Exactly. Your butthole, your sphincter back here looks a lot younger than, than your age. You know, It's like a car where it's like... <laughs> you take a real good care of this asshole. Like, this is like a new transmission, though. Yeah. Like, I know this is like a 96, yeah. but this is like a new transmission. Um, so we had to go do this shoot there, and the lady's like, if you're doing the shoot, the one thing you have to do is get something waxed while you're here. I don't care what it is, but you have to go through the process to see what it's like. And my friend Bree, um, she's working on it with me. So she gets like a legit wax, whatever she does. And, and she's like, you should get your nose waxed. And I was like, that's going to hurt like hell. She's like, no, Ryan, it's not going to hurt at all. And I'm like, that's nose hair. It's going to fucking hurt yeah. really bad. And she's like, Mm-mm. this is Bree telling me this. We're still really good friends. And yeah. Uh, this lady puts the wax up my nose with a little stick. Like it looked like honey, you know, like real right. thick. Mm-hmm. And, and then she took a, a, a gauze pad and she put it up in my nostril and like sealed it in there. And she's mm-hmm. like, are you ready? And she says, you know, on three and on one, she ripped oh, that yeah. motherfucker out. Kelsey, it, <laughs> it, I started this eye right here. She ripped it out of this. Not, it just poured <laughs> tears. This was doing nothing. This poured <laughs> tears, poured. And I look at Bree, I'm like, that fucking hurt like like nothing I've ever felt in my life. It hurt so fucking bad. And she showed me the amount of hair that was on. Wow. I felt like it came up out of my brain. And she's like, all right, let me do the other one. I was like, no. Nope. No, this fucking nostril. I did. Yes, I did. She said I only had to get one thing done. I was like, I got one fucking nostril done. It hurt so fucking bad. Like to this day, I remember how bad it was. Tr- it it hurt like it felt like somebody went in and just took a razor blade and carved the inside of my oh goddamn my nose. God. It hurt so fucking bad. And just tears 
pouring down my immediate. fucking face. Immediate. And well, I just, about- I look like Denzel in glory, you know, where he stands with that face solid and the tears just <laughs> pouring down his face. That's what I look like. It hurts so fucking bad. Well, the pain that if anybody's experienced even just tweezing one nose hair, you tweeze one and you feel like your brain's like, going to explode. Ooh. So you do all that at once. Yeah. When Steve Renazisi came on um, Rissa Fury, his punishment was that I got to wax the letter K for Kelsey into his chest hair. Oh, that's hot, actually. And it was, it's one of my favorite moments of that's the whole one. show. Yeah. And I did the whole like one, two, three, and just, I just on one, he's like, what the fuck? Like, I was so mad. I remember one time, this was embarrassing. I um I waxed my chest. I took like nair or whatever it was. You know, that stuff oh that smells like poison, you know? It's awful. Oh, you nared it? I think I did. I nared my whole oh. chest. Oh. And then and I'm not like a hairy dude, but just looking at my bare chest, I was like, God, the tiny bit of hair I have really looks way better than this bare fucking chest. And, yeah. And what I didn't think about or even equate is that when it started growing back in, it itched like crazy. And one oh, time yeah. I'm in Rite Aid and I'm I'm high. I had just smoked a joint. <laughs> sure. I'm in Rite Aid waiting on a prescription. And it was like seriously like a blood pressure prescription. It was nothing. But I'm standing <laughs> in line high zoning out minding my own business not paying attention to what i'm doing but i've got my hand up my shirt and i don't realize it for like seriously like 30 seconds and i am digging at my skin just scratching in line and everyone starts turning around looking at me like are you here like they wonder if i have crabs or whatever i started thinking like oh my god i'm just digging like a crackhead like heroin addict just across my chest people start to get away from me a little bit and then i was like oh my god i just realized what i'm doing yeah, I don't like, wax. Pig pen and I'll Charlie shave. Brown people. I do my yeah. manscape. I manscape. You got to manscape a little bit. That's nice. A you don't wax bit. down there. You'll like trim it up. I've done. I've shaved, and when I've okay. shaved, I've I've either gone against the grain, or it's summer and it's hot, and I get those red bumps everywhere. Oh, yeah, no. Go. That no if go. someone saw it, they'd be like, "You you've got an STD of epic proportions <laughs> right now." And I'm like, "Nah, I shaved it, so you think this would look good." <laughs> I shaved it because that's the old porn trick for guys. If you shave the hair off your dick a little bit, guys, if you don't know this, you shave the hair back to the, all the way back to the shaft. You get an mm-hmm. extra inch and a half out of your dick. You know what I mean? It makes it visually yeah, look absolutely. bigger. That's Depending all. on what like that situation is, if a dude's super hairy, yeah, like you take it back to the fucking base. Yeah, take back it back to the, to the base. Give a little crew cut down there. <laughs> finish up the balls I, you know whatever if you want to get all up in your asshole go ahead I don't blame anybody for getting it cleaning that ass out for some reason I just pictured somebody having like a bowl cut down there like it just like curves like around that's what I'm like gonna a do. little curtain that's what I'm gonna do now I'm gonna bowl cut my balls Kelsey <laughs> oh, Can- ladies ladies <laughs> any of y'all want to see some bowl cut hair on my balls let me know I'm for sale Coming out of this quarantine hot and ready. I'm, hey, through 2020. All right, 2021, <laughs> I think we're going to be back, getting back to some normalcy here. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the bikini wax story. Let's take a quick break and tell you about our sponsor, Omax CryoFreeze. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your entire life. Now, I know many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented you from relaxing or sleeping or stopped you from exercising. Perhaps... It's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments that you've tried. I have tried Omax CryoFreeze. I love the roll-on. I put it, I got this thing going on in the back of my shoulder that's been 
radiating pain up into my neck and down my arm. I roll that cryo freeze on, boom, within minutes it's gone. All right, Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is, this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the over-the-counter products, all right? I'm telling you, I put it on within 10 minutes, I feel great. It's got that nice, cool sensation, uh, and it really relieves the muscle pain. And right now, Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full ba- bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping, all right? This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. So just go to omaxhealth.com today, enter code HONEYDEW, all right? That's omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter code HONEYDEW, and you'll get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Let's say thank you to our next sponsor, ExpressVPN. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This is my favorite feature, to be honest with you. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. So this whole week, I've been using ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app. I change my location to the UK. I refresh Netflix, and boom, that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. So you can choose from almost 100 different countries and just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. If you love anime, ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com honeydew, you can get extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Three months for free. All right, support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at ExpressVPN. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash honeydew. Now let's get back into the do. Well, I know you have another. I know you suffer from IBS. Obviously, you wouldn't be shitting in Sephora boxes if you could control right. yourself all the time. So right. what is that like for you? So I know you said you had another incident. Yeah. Um, I mean, quarantine's been rough. The whole like toilet paper gate when okay. things were out. You, I mean, you know, my, my butthole, it's like, I can't be gambling like that. Mm-hmm. I can't risk a time frame where I'm at home with no TP. And so we ran out of toilet paper and then we ran out of Kleenex. And I was like, <laughs> okay, it's getting dicey. So I mean, I, literally, you shouldn't be using literally. Kleenex in your butthole anyway. It's the thinnest goddamn <laughs> tissue is so thin. You know what I did? I ordered baby wipes. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right away. I stacked because the toilet paper was gone on Amazon. You couldn't go into the stores. And I was like, I'll just get I use baby wipes anyway. I prefer to think yeah. I have the cleanest butthole in comedy. But right. um, you know, yeah. I bought a box of the, a case of those fucking things. Yeah, I've been hitting the baby wipes. But there was a period of time where there was we didn't have toilet paper running out of Kleenex, no baby wipes. So I went on a custodial website. Oh, no. Like that brown. Ordered, ordered a giant quantity of they even they didn't have toilet paper but just like a big box of like i think it was like 16 kleenex boxes like what they would use to supply a classroom right i was a fucking i was a janitor <laughs> i was just like sorry like i i can't find anything else I, I had to go the custodial custodial website route so um okay so this story this is from l- literally like 15 years ago this is like a high school because i've been having the ibs issues for a really long time but can i just say this too like someone especially for somebody with ibs and every now and then too i don't have ibs but it'll hit me it'll hit me and i'm like and right now during this quarantine we can't just go into a restaurant and use the toilet you know what i mean like it's been difficult to be out and about doing something and be like oh my god because you can't just pull into a, a fast food joint or anywhere and go exactly. to the fucking toilet. You can't. I've been like, I go on walks in the morning with Delaney and Taylor because I live near them. And sometimes I'll make a, a smoothie with like a little too much flaxseed powder, drink some dandelion root tea, all this stuff that like m- makes shit happen, literally, literally. And I'll get like a few blocks away on our walk. And I'm like, I got to bail out right now, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I got to, <laughs> I got to, like, I got to, I got to head back. Yeah. I got, because there's that. That's the only bathroom I have access to is my own. And so, right. like, the further I get, it's that's. It's I, listen, there are a lot of people out there right now going through the same thing. The only bathrooms we really have access to are our own. And, yes. man, I found some uh, toilet paper. I got all excited. I ran into a 7-Eleven. My daughter wasn't feeling well, and I ran in to get something. And I found toilet paper in there. I was like, oh, my God. And I bought, like, three rolls of it. Let me yeah. tell you something. It wipes, like, 7-Eleven toilet paper. You oh, know what I, I mean? Bet. Like, it is ter- It's bet. terrible. It's not even yeah. one ply. It's like half ply. It's so fucking bad. It's terrible. Yes. That's that's what we're working through right now is like a couple last rolls of one that you couldn't tell when you bought it at the store that it was that thin. It's like the what they used to blot oil on girls. Yeah. It's literally like <laughs> see-through. It's like wax paper. See-through. It is definitely see-through, My yeah. Poor asphalt. It's <clears throat> terrible. Um, okay, so have you heard of Hoop Fest? Mm-mm. Hoop Fest? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm born. Thought you said poop fest at first. <laughs> well, that's what it turned into. It's <laughs> I mean, a little foreshadowing, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm born and raised in Spokane, Washington, and uh, Spokane every summer hosts the world's largest three-on-three street basketball tournament. Oh wow. Okay. <clears throat> so they turn the whole city, the whole downtown, for for miles. Every street is transformed into half basketball courts. That's cool. I didn't know they did this up there. Yeah, I know Bumbershoot for Seattle, but I didn't know mm-hmm. about Hoop Fest. Hoop Fest, it's amazing. So um, people come from literally all over the world for this, and I've played in, God, probably like 10 or 15 years at least. I you, started playing when I was like in fourth grade. Wow, and, you're good at basketball too? Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm like, if you throw me in a, an actual game right now, I'm probably going to die, but I, uh, I'm a good shooter. I used to be my... Uh, Little, little brag, I used to be my high school's three-point shooting representative for oh, competitions. Yeah? Fuck yeah, well, girl. <laughs> Hitting them from a distance. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, now probably full court, I'd be shit. But so um, I was playing in Hoop Fest, and um, I had 
had like a slumber party the night before with my teammates and didn't sleep very well, woke up the next morning and her mom, my friend's mom made eggs. And I don't know if eggs hit you like this, but I feel like eggs are a little bit of like a wild card where if they're not like fully cooked through or. I was going to say scrambled, no problem, but I like them over easy. And yeah, that can be a problem sometimes. Uh huh. Exactly. Like eggs are a gamble. So um, I ate eggs and then we, we get down to our court to start a hoop fest. And when that happens, it's like the streets are full of people. There's people everywhere. It's, Spokane summer so it's like 95 degrees just heat radiating off of asphalt and I started to feel you know like the the gurgles like the IBS gurgles and so I was like like, this isn't this isn't good I had a game in like I don't know like 45 minutes or something like that we got there early to warm up and I started having gurgles and I was trying to just like you know casually like let a fart out let like something alleviate something and as I was sitting on the sidewalk waiting for the game to start, I pushed to fart and <laughs> nah. <I sharted. laughs> you sharted at Hoopa. I sharted at the world's largest three on three street basketball tournament. <laughs> okay. And I knew it yes, immediately. Right, yeah. So now let's talk about the escape plan here. So immediately I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I stood up. And did you stop like, it right away? Like you got some came out, but you stopped it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like shit my pants. Right. I sharted. You know, it's like the in-between where it's like, uh-huh. I for sure something just came out of me, but like I could clench back up. But I was like, oh, fuck. so I, I got up and I was like, com- I'd lost all color in my face. And my friends were like, where are you going? I was like, I, ha- I have to find a bathroom. I'll be right back. And with all of these people in Spokane, all you have are public restrooms and porta potties, and the lines are like a mile long. Yep. Picture any sort of like music festival, anything like I've that. I've been to Preakness where they wait in lines for the spot a pot like that, and it's 20, 30 deep. Yes. So I am doing the fucking craziest waddle walk, like my, like, I'm trying to like keep my ass together and like waddle myself to, I found a red robin. And I go into the bathroom. I'm standing there in line, knowing that there's shit in my pants. I'm like, this is the this is the worst. I hate every second of this. And I get in and I look down. And I'm like, okay, I, I I started. I call my mom and I'm like, I need you to before you leave the house. I need you to bring me a new pair of underwear because I had it. Like I had an. So somebody's gonna pay good money for this pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah. Some, some, there's a market out there, Kelsey. Really specific. There's a market out there. Would have loved that. Um, <laughs> I just told my mom, I was like, I, like, I had an accident. I don't want to get into details, but like, I need you to bring me, um, a new pair of underwear and a new pair of shorts to the Red Robin on Main Street. And she's like, okay. Meanwhile, you know, it takes my mom like 30 minutes to get there. And this Red Robin only has three stalls and there's a line of people and they keep banging on the door. And they're like, what do you, there's people waiting. And I'm like, I had an emergency. Like, you, I'm sorry, but you can't come in. Everybody's getting super pissed. It's just the worst time to, like, fully occupy one of three stalls for 30 minutes. Finally, my mom comes in. She, like, lifts a bag over the top of the stall for me. And in there, there's <laughs> a new pair of underwear and then, like, six tampons. Oh, your mom's nice. She thought I had like a yeah. period accident, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna put one of these in my asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I know where this is going. <laughs> this is not for the hole you think it is. 
<laughs> and um, I was able to like get back out and like make it back to the game before it started. But um, I mean, that could have also been like a great defensive strategy if I like hadn't been able to change my underwear, just like be the person that literally nobody can guard and back like, them down the lane with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Like actual human shit, and we are not going to be anywhere near here. So um, that's the time I started at the world's largest three on three street basketball tournament. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, so much happened before the Sephora box story in my life with with shitting. How do you like? What's the one thing you know you cannot fuck with? Like food wise. Like for me, again, I don't have IBS, but I do a couple things get me. If I, as a matter of fact, I was in Seattle um, one time. My daughter's mother's family lives up there, and I, I didn't, I go to the bathroom daily. Okay. For me, not to poop at least once a day is super rare, but anytime I'm clogged up, I go yeah. get McDonald's, and it's before I finish that fucking cheeseburger, it makes me poop. Like I can feel the grease really? hit, and boom, it just lubricates me completely. But Oh. I can't fuck anymore. Cheese, I can still dabble with, especially mozzarella and all that. But if you give okay. me any kind of cream sauce, it's fucking over. And, and I know. It. Yeah. Alfredo Absolutely or any not. kind of cream, heavy whipped cream, whipping cream, whatever. It is a, like I have to go before you're coming back and asking for another drink <laughs> or anything. Like it's like it hits me immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, uh, I'm the exact same way. Any sort of dairy, like a soft cheese like that, like a cream cheese, oh, fucks me up. And like a, a, a See, heavy that doesn't cream. bother. The cream cheese doesn't get me. But those, those, yeah, anything with heavy cream in it, man, it wrecks me. Yeah. Um, anything is really spicy. Like I love Mexican food and I can't stop eating Mexican food. And some of my friends have been like, I don't know that you have IBS so much as like you eat five burritos a week and like. <laughs> that's gonna make you shit your pants like yeah. that's not an ibs thing that's just like you shouldn't be eating that much mexican food um by the way did you see like the tapatio thing that's happening on my yes right i now? did i love it I okay love so it. you're talking about that you have night pants made mm -hmm. so i bought a for your listeners who didn't see on instagram i bought a hat like a sun hat off of amazon and the picture of course on amazon makes this chick look like she's like ready for the runway so cute so fashionable i put it on it legit looks like i poked my head through a tortilla like <laughs> I just saw giant circumference it looks horrible and then people started sending me a dude photoshopped my face onto the tapatio bottle and now I am making merch that is that picture but instead of tapatio it says Kelsiente and instead of like, sell your own hot sauce we're working on you it we're working to. on it here I'm, we're bringing yeah. it up right now you got to sell your own hot sauce I got um, there you I are. that hat looks coming. good on you, girl. I think the hat looks good on you. <laughs> Thank you. You're very nice. But it looks I mean it's a it's a bit of a hot Josh mess, Potter but... right there. I'm telling you, it's working. He commented right on it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh so you about to have your, your own eye. hot sauce? Keep your eye out for that, everybody at, at uh, KelseyCook.com or Kelsey Cook County on Instagram. I'm selling about to sell all these Tapatio shirts and stickers so you can stick them on your own labels, but Anyway, uh, I'll share. Can I share a, a short story with you? Please. please. Right, I want to. I'll give you one, too. So it goes from a, a high, high to immediate low, low. Right. Okay. So I'm at the airport flying back to Baltimore and I see one of my childhood idols, Eddie Murray from the Orioles sitting okay. at the gate. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. 
Like this dude before Cal Ripken was everything. 33, switch hitter, like the fro, yeah. the fucking wristbands. Like Eddie Murray was the shit, the hero. Okay. Everybody loved 33. And um, I see him sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my chance to go talk to him, you know? And it, I'm yeah. about to walk over and this father and son sit down and start talking to him. Like, I'm not going to go now, you know? I don't want to be Okay. But they get up and there's still about 15 minutes left before I fly and there's one seat next to him and it's packed and I walk over and I sit down and I'm like, what's up 33. And he's like, Hey, how you doing? You know, we start talking <laughs> and I'm like, you're my favorite oral, you know, I'm from Baltimore. And he's Whoa. like, not Cal. And I'm like, you were there before Cal. Like it's like one a and one B, you know what I mean? Wow, like, yeah. And, um, so we start shooting the shit. We start talking about crabs. How much? Because I know from <laughs> reading up on him that he loves crabs. He's an L.A. guy, but he spent so much time in Maryland. And he's yeah. flying back to Baltimore on a flight. It's a different flight um, because at the time they were retiring several Orioles uh, numbers. And he was among the group. And those that group supported each other every time they did it. So he's been flying okay. back and forth. Okay. And he's talking about how he can't wait to eat crabs. And I'm like, dude, I get the Dungeness down in Chinatown live and I steam him up. He's like, what? And we start talking crab, crab, crab. <laughs> he's telling me that his doctors made him do this whole like treadmill test because his cholesterol was through the roof. And then he was like, oh, I've been eating crabs in Maryland like every day for a week. And they're like, oh, that's that's what it is. That's what's elevating your numbers right now. Wow, they thought he was I didn't dying. Realize that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But he's eating them that. like I eat them. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I land, I literally get the rental car and I drive right to a crab house to meet my brother, my cousin, and a couple friends. And one friend comes in a few minutes late and he walks in and he's like, Eddie Murray, I can't believe it. And I go, how the fuck do you know that I saw Eddie Murray today at the airport and talked to him? I haven't talked to him at all. He goes, what are you talking about? Eddie Murray's leaving the restaurant right now, driving out of the parking lot. So we go over. Eddie Murray is in the same rush crab house I am eating crabs. We just talked about and he leaves. Okay. But every now and then I haven't forgot where this is going. You get a little bit of, uh, <laughs> I know you, have you get a little bit of crab that has like this, this water in it. Like that'll be just, that's not full of meat and it's a little juicy from the steam and everything. And that fucks okay. my stomach up. Okay. Okay. So I have to take a leak. I go in the bathroom to pee and I push a little too hard peeing and I shart myself. Okay. And I'm like, fuck. And you know, I've got clothes in the car, everything. I got my whole suitcase out there, but I, yeah. there's, there's enough shit in my pants where I'm like, this isn't happening. So I sit down and I get clean, you know, I clean myself as much as right. I can. And then I go sit back down. My brother's like, what the hell happened in there? I was like, I shit myself. I was peeing and I shit myself a little bit. And he's like, and you're sitting here eating crabs? I was like, that's how much I fucking love crabs, bro. Oh, I got another dozen God. sat there with shit in my pants in a public restaurant <laughs> and ate it and then went home and showered and cleaned up. <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry about don't worry about the hoop fest. All right. I'm over there. I'm sitting there. I'm not passing up on good crabs. They were good crabs. If they weren't good crabs, I'd be like, I'm out of here, guys. I shit myself. But I was like, no, I'm shitting myself and sitting next to you, and we're going to have some more. So, yeah. There's so many parts to that Feel story. Feel good about yourself. You went and sat in a chair in a restaurant with shit in your pants? I cleaned it up. It was a shart. You know, it was shit stains for certain. Yeah, for certain. Oh, I sat fuck. right there and, and continued eating crabs. 
you know, I've like been missing eating in restaurants during quarantine. <laughs> yes. And this story, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad <laughs> that I'm not risking sitting in somebody's shit. That's my thing. number one. I haven't had sushi. Like, I love seafood. I haven't had sushi. This is the longest I've gone without sushi since birth till the first time I fucking had it. Like, this is the second longest time. Whoa. More than bars, except for stand up. Stand up's the thing I miss the most. But yeah. restaurants are number two. Restaurants and sporting events. Like I would love uh, I man, yeah. we had we had tickets eight rows off the court the the Sunday. They canceled the NBA season on a Thursday night and we had tickets no. uh eight rows off the court on Sunday. And I was like, God, God damn, damn it. I miss sports. I miss yeah, I, I miss every I miss bars. I miss just being able to go do anything out in public with people. Or uh, just poop at a restaurant when it comes on, you know? I just I miss it. I miss I miss you're, your dirty toilets. You know, you're a savage. You're a savage. You shit your pants, and you're like, uh, it wasn't this. like logs. I mean, let's be clear, it was liquid. But I did shit my pants, and I did still yeah. sit there and eat. I did. I'm admitting it publicly. But, yeah, but sh- sh- shit is shit is shit. Like it once is. it's outside of your body, yeah, I don't care how solid or like it's you know, it's shit. Yeah, it's shit. But hey, but it was a wood chair. You know what I mean? Cat. It was a wooden chair. You know those kind of restaurants. <laughs> I don't think shit sticks to wood. Pretty sure. It okay, wasn't, Bill Nye. Okay, Bill Nye. Whatever you have to tell yourself. He's the science guy. I'm the shit guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Speaking of bars and stuff, you said you had a, yes. a drunk story you wanted to share with us. Oh yeah. Um, I can't get over that the... copper eyeshadow, girl. When you look down, I'm telling you, popping. So look nice. at it. Look at it. You're so nice. For any of uh, your listeners who. Um, are into makeup, I am about to release an actual like online makeup course, like a for real like for teaching the... instructional teaching people how to do their makeup. So because again, it's in. like not that I need any notes, but I'll tune in. You tune in. I'm, I'm sure I'll it's, pick up some stuff. I got nothing but time. So it's just turned into foot videos and like top of TO merch and makeup courses. That's what my life is now. So anyway, tune in if you want that. But um so I think it was on the like, crab feast I shared the story of me getting alcohol poisoning on my 22nd birthday and that was that whole big ordeal maybe i don't a long time ago yeah so tell me anyway um but that was just during that period of my life which i think is pretty common for most people like 21 22 you're having all of like the craziest drunk stories because you're learning how your body handles alcohol and like you don't really know your limits yet and stuff like that so um i I went back home. It was like winter break, maybe I think like sophomore year of college or junior year of college. I went back home and uh, my friends threw an ugly Christmas sweater party. So I went and got um, completely, I mean, blacked out. I was completely annihilated. And my mom had to pick me up (laughs) because I was like back at home in Cheney, Washington. And uh, my mom picked me up, dropped me, like brought me back home put me in my bed and I'm like sleeping in my childhood bed and I wake up the next morning and um my comforter all in front of the comforter around me had this like it was like clear crunchy substance like covering the the comforter and Mm -hmm. I was like what the fuck is this this is so weird and then I realized I had um a really stuffy nose so I was like getting over a cold and I went to reach for some Kleenex and I realized I didn't have any Kleenex. And then I looked at the comforter and I had this like 
flash of a memory come back from like three in the morning <laughs> where I had to blow my nose and there wasn't any Kleenex. And in my drunk mind, I just like looked at the comforter, this like mini mouse comforter and was like, it's like a big Kleenex. And I just pulled it up Ugh. and blew my I shouldn't be saying, oh, after I sat in my own shit. Yeah, you just crabs. shit your pants. Shut the fuck up. I'm so hypocritical. Either be on my team or don't be on my team. I'm on your team, goddamn. I'm on your shitty team. Don't you bring me on the show and go, okay, you got some stories about yourself where you look like a real fucking nightmare. And then, and then you. I share it and you're like, ugh, you, gross. Uh, so I just blew my nose into my comforter. And then I just slept and I woke up and like, you know, sweet little Minnie Mouse just had like Ugh. fried snot covering her face. Poor I was like, well, this is a new low. And you so, almost got You got alcohol poisoning. You actually did get it. No, that was my 22nd birthday. Oh, 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 I was gotcha. just saying that like around that time in my life was yes. a lot of um, just drinking too much and not understanding really like the consequences of, of what can happen to your body when you do that. So, yeah. Poor Kelsey. <laughs> I've, it's so weird because I feel like there's this part of my personality that is, you know, so into, like, makeup and trying to look, you know, really put together, mm -hmm. feminine. And every time I come on your shows, it is only the worst. <laughs> That's what we talk about. It filled <laughs> snot. What did I do wrong to my pussy? Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm like an old pirate. An old pirate. Oh, it's a weird side. Listen, of me here's the good news: can. you're married, you're taken. You don't have to worry about uh, impersonating yeah, these guys is, out there anymore. Yeah, it's it's a wrap. I don't. You know, you don't have to worry about impressing these fucking guys anymore. Yeah, like you can offer foot videos or not. Either way, it's like I think of all the things, foot videos is the cleanest, easiest thing to do. As long as there's no, you know, weirdness going on. I mean, not that that's not. Yeah. Weird, but. My friend Hannah said I should like take a bottle of lotion and do like a squirt mm -hmm. of white on each foot to make it look like an aftershot for them mm -hmm. and just kind of like create a, a simulation. You should. Know. Yeah. Or just spit on them or something, you know, just <laughs> whatever. Put, what? Blow your nose on them. Blow your nose on them. <laughs> blow your nose all over your feet. You'll be you'll be rolling in the money, girl. Boy, did you know that snot porn is a thing? Come have on. we talked about snot porn before? No, we haven't. You can tell me in a second. But however, I'm not surprised that everything is a thing for porn. Like pregnancy. Right. Someone just told me the other day that pregnancy porn is their thing. They they watch pregnant women uh, and get off to that. Like I had a weird. friend, I had a friend, Stephanie, who was pregnant when I worked with her, and she's a little black girl, but she was one of those pregnant girls that's all belly. So okay, when, yeah. when you saw her from the back, you had no Normal. idea mm -hmm, she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's mother was that way, too. And then, um, so she's like, Ryan, I was walking today at lunch, and this guy whistled at me. And I turned slowly to the side, because she's like eight <laughs> and a half months pregnant. To show, And he went, mm, that's my shit. And she was like, what? And he loved it. <laughs> he and just I, rock hard. And then wow. I bring that story up, and there are men out there that, just that's their shit that you can have their seed you know what i mean and they don't care that that uh. baby in your belly isn't theirs they're attracted to you because you can reproduce and you can give life Whoa. and that's their shit you know i've seen pregnant prostitutes in baltimore on the street i've seen them 
and there there's plenty of pregnancy porn too. And this, yeah, oh yeah. Who was it just telling me the other day? And they get they love it. That's their thing. Like the bigger the better. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Interesting. Like when I when my daughter's mother was pregnant, I was super attracted to her. I, really? I a lot of guys aren't, but oh my god, your skin glows and your boobs are so big and juicy. Yeah. And you're just you you're full literally full of life. I found it so attractive. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but I don't look at another woman and feel right. that way because that's. But I felt that way about her because she was carrying my child, not totally. any child. You know what I mean? Totally. That makes complete sense yeah. to me that it would be attractive to for you to be attracted to her like that. Yeah. But like random people. But um, what's snot porn? We haven't talked about snot porn on no, here. No, you believe it? Maybe I brought it up on <laughs> Doctor Drew, but you know, um, this is something that Jim. Uh, was it on Jim and Sam? Yeah. So Jim Norton, who I, um, opened for on the road for years. Um, I went on Jim and Sam's show on Sirius XM and they pulled up clips of snot porn. And I didn't know that that was a thing, but some people get off and these videos are like, it's so, it's so hard for me to even say because it's the most disgusting thing you'll hear. Like women hawking loogies into like men's open mouths. Ew. That? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, just loogies like that? Yeah, or oh. like or like just like p- no. pushing a finger and just like shooting snot on no. like dude's naked body while they're just like jerking off like they love it. What the fuck? They love it. I'm going to have to look it up now just to see it. I've never seen that. Oh, well you can't unsee it. I mean, careful because it will haunt porn. your dreams. I have a friend of mine who um she had a slave um, and it was this older guy and here's the a thing. sex slave. No, here's, the, here's what's crazy. This is what <laughs> I thought too. This is what I thought too. <laughs> it's, it, it, it was sexual for him, but they didn't have sex. And that's what I mean by not a sex slave. So, um, okay. yeah, she didn't just have I a just regular mean, slave in around 2020, the house. Right? I'm like, you might want to be careful. It was, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, it was sexual, but they didn't have okay. sex. So. Okay. She's a younger girl at the time in college in her 20s or whatever. And this is an old guy in his 70s. And he happened to be a football coach at a prominent school. And okay. um, I was like, oh, does he get off on, since he's always running the show, telling everybody what to do, does he get off on right. you, know, you telling him what to do? And she said, no. I go, what? how did he get this fetish? So what happened was he met her and... Um, he would want her to use him and he's like, use me, use me. And he was like, I don't care what it is. I'll go get groceries for you at three in the morning. And he lived like an hour, hour and a half away from her. And she just felt bad about it. But he was like, listen, you're not using me enough. I'm going to have to find someone else. And then she was like, all right, motherfucker, go to Seven Eleven and get me a blueberry Slurpee and bring that shit to me. And he lived an hour and a half away. And he and also she knew that blueberry Slurpees were out of season at the time. He went to five Seven Elevens and came and brought her a blueberry Slurpee. Shit you mean like, ca- literally came? No. Or you're saying he came to her? Delivered. Oh, okay. Delivered. Sorry. Yes, he that delivered. made it sound like he was like, oh, we're going like to get to that. Yeah. We're going to get okay, to that. Okay. Okay. But he also would want to come up. She would have girlfriends over to party and he would want to come over and be humiliated by all of them. He would allow this guy's in his 70s. He would let them kick him. He would let them treat him like shit. They would tell him, get over on all fours and just stay like a table for two hours. And he would just be there staying like a table 
while they just partied and did whatever. And then they go over and kick him and shit like that. And he would love it. He'd be like, more, please, more, please. So she said one night they all had a party and he was laying on his back and they were doing what we talked about earlier. They were stomping his fucking nuts. Not, mm-hmm. Again, this was sexual for him. She didn't take okay. off. Cl- none of these girls did. Right. They, he just wanted to be used and mistreated. And she said it all changed for her because she was stomping with boots. He's wearing jeans, and all of a sudden, his eyes opened up, and he just had this smile on his face like, ah, and he came. He came from it. And she's like, that's the moment I realized that this is full-on sexual, not just being used. And I don't know how he came because we are stomping his fucking balls. The dude nuts and had this, like, glossy, like, ah, like, loved it. So she asked him finally, like, is, is it because you dominate in your field and you want to be dominated? And he said, no. The first time he ever had sex with a woman, she laughed and pointed and humiliated him about how little his dick was and shit all over him. And now he can only get off by being mistreated and misused like that. The fucking nuts. That's how easy that is for that to start. And then it stays like that for the rest for of him, that dude's life. For him, his did. life. Yeah, for him, it did. To the point where he would get young girls and pay them handsomely to just treat them like shit. Not fuck them, nothing. Uh, that was the only time she said it ever became, she ever witnessed it be sexual because she's like, yeah. oh, you just came from that. Like, I'm kicking you in the fucking balls. And again, if you stop, if you curb stomp my nuts right now, the last thing I'm going to do is come. It's not going to happen. I'm going to be begging for help, you know, not keep oh, going. Wow. Wow. People God, in their fetishes. Is, yeah. Trauma uh-huh. is so interesting how that can connect right? to sex in that way. Wow. What the fuck? What the fuck? All right. I know you have a show you have to get doing. Can you tell us about being fired through a text real quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sure can. So, um, again, this was when I was in college. Um, I, one night after being, I think I was out of the bars and, um, there's a guy, we'd been kind of talking and flirting and I finally went back to his place to hook up with him. Um, but he had some roommates and I left my phone downstairs while I went upstairs with him. And this was back. I think I had like a flip phone. There's like no you know, whatever security on it. Um, at the time I worked, um, part time for like an ESPN U affiliate. They were doing this college program where college kids would go interview athletes at the college. I got to like interview Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at one point. It was really cool. Um, so I like, I really liked having this job and it was, it was a cool thing. And, um, the day after uh, I hooked up with that guy, I got a text from my boss, like the guy who was in charge of this ESPN program thing. I got a text from him that said, um, hey, uh, I, need to, I need to speak with you. I, you need to call me like immediately. And I called him and I was like, hey, like, I don't, what's, what's going on? It sounds like, like, did I do something wrong? And he's like, uh, I need to talk about the text that you sent me last night. Oh, no. And I was like, I, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, well, um, I texted you asking if you were able to do the assignment we talked about. And you sent a text back that said, sorry, I'm getting laid right now. 
Oh, those dudes grabbed your phone down there. Oh, no. <laughs> they ratted you out, huh? <laughs> and uh, I... Why should that cost you a job? I mean, Jesus I... Christ. You just give me a give few me, minutes. Give me a fucking promotion, man. I'm out here doing work. I'm out here doing the Lord's work. I'm doing the Lord's work. Oh, no. Um... They took your phone and texted back. <laughs> Can you? terrible. I mean, can you imagine that? Because that my boss really thought that it was me who sent that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine texting, you know, one of your employees? Hey, can you let me know where? And I've been, I had been like a star employee, like nothing, nothing weird had happened. And then all of a sudden, randomly, my response is, "Sorry, I'm getting laid right now." And he uh, was like, "What?" The, I what? can't imagine. I know you're so sweet and nice to see that. Like, nah, I'm getting fucked right now. I'll help you back in thirty. You know, I can't. And you lost your job because of those dudes. Uh, it was, I think he kind of like, at that point felt like he couldn't, um, trust me professionally trust anymore you. in that way. Like <laughs> that I would even like, you responded and said, that. yo, give me a minute. I, I got your text. I'm acknowledging you, but I'm getting laid right now and I'll get Someone's back to you. Inside of me. Can you give me a fucking second? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's, um, yeah, so it my um, work with them, I think, ended pretty shortly after that. It wasn't like a direct termination from that, but it was like within a couple weeks of that, it just kind of, I think, was like, okay, this is... And I, I was also so humiliated to, like, continue speaking I'm to sure, that boss. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. I was so... I told his friends, I was like, I know you thought you were, like, doing some funny prank and, like, that, that you thought maybe that was just a friend of mine. That was my fucking boss. And they were like, oh shit like we sorry you know this is just like drunk college dudes just fucking around but uh yeah so that was sent to my boss sorry i'm getting laid right now <laughs> yeah uh you are the best i absolutely fucking love you girl you're uh, the shit. i love you too rise so fun um, to talk to you i know you gotta go so let's let's get you out of here but okay. uh thank you for coming on and please plug promote anything one more time whatever you'd like yeah, thank you so much for having me back. Um, my Instagram is at Kelsey Cook Comedy. My website is KelseyCook.com. Twitter is Kelsey Cook. Go listen to the Self Helpless podcast and go watch uh, Risk of Fury on YouTube. Ryan's episode is fantastic. And buy some of that Tapatio Kelsiente merch because it's coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> get that Tapatio. That's, that's what I got working for me right now is that and the makeup and foot videos. So you got to make some butthole friendly hot sauce. That should be your line. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> that exists if that's even possible, you know? But well, thank you cool. for coming on. You're the Thanks shit, no pun me. intended. Uh, you're welcome <laughs> anytime. And I Thanks, hope to, right. God damn, I hope to see you soon sometime. Jesus I Christ. Know, I know, I know. Right? It sucks. It's nice to see you on Zoom, though, at least. You too. Thank you for being my first ever Zoom interview. I do appreciate it. And uh, for all of you out there, please go subscribe to my YouTube page. You can click on the link right here at the end. Uh, or find it in the description, youtube.com slash rsickler, ryansickler.com on all social media, Ryan Sickler. We'll talk to you all next week.